0: And we're back, once again, Not Safe Recycling, with your host, Chris. Kind of in a lull right now, just in between uh, the, the last weekend, Tour de la Provence and Classica de uh before a couple of big races um, in the Tour de Alps Maritime et du Var, formerly known as or Tour de Houtvar, which was way easier to say, in um, the UAE Tour. Uh, That'll be going on um, as well, too. Plus, you know, a couple of smattering races in Turkey that actually include some junior races, which is absolutely incredible uh, given the fact that junior races have been almost wiped off the map in the last year. You know, so good to see that, even though they are basically just Russians and Ukrainians going up against one another with a few other. Uh, countries involved in there but in any case uh main point of this episode going to start doing some team reviews um of the UCI pro teams uh probably going to get through about half of them on this episode they're not going to be in depth uh by any means because I mean you can go elsewhere uh for those so really just going to be my take um on the teams um and then you know what what I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, in them, you know, in, in the year to come with that. Uh, there was a couple of things, you know, happened news-wise, um, that I'll probably get to in a different episode, but just want to mention here, uh, Mark Hershey is going to have a hell of a time this year. Uh, reports coming out that, um, it wasn't a buyout by Team DSM and that, uh, they were unhappy, um, with him and wanted to separate themselves from him which basically makes it seem like they were not accusing him of doping uh but they thought that the possibility could be there um which just complicates everything and I mean that's a rumor that's going to dog him now as long as it's as anybody thinks of it um uh, really um the lack of transparency, uh, uh, allegedly, that, or that some sources at Team DSM were saying um, and didn't answer certain questions asked by the team. But with Fabian Cancellara, his agent, um, basically putting a n- nondisclosure agreement in, I mean, uh, it's going to be—we're we're probably never going to know. But Hershey has now aligned himself with Team UAE, um who I, I wouldn't say have a connection with doping, however uh they did come from the rem the rem the remnants of Lamprey who obviously had a checkered doping past um as well too plus he's his agent being Fabian Consolara uh, Consolara himself was uh connected or linked to multiple doping um allegations uh, be it with drugs or motor doping. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Mark Hershey's just not going to catch a break. Um, and, I mean, I, I know it's going to be coming up um, multiple times this year, especially any time that he wins a race now or is up there. There's just going to be talk of, oh, why'd de- why did Team DSM get rid of him? Why did they want to separate ties with him? And, you know, now that he goes to Team UAE, the dot connectors are going to connect dots, and it's going to be a rough one for him. So more to come with that situation. Uh, but in any case, let us get to the team reviews. Albus and Fenix should honestly be a World Tour team. Uh, With the amount of... T- talent and just the the structure that this team has they could if they were in the world tour they would not be completely at the bottom i think they would be somewhere in the middle you know they obviously don't have a team that's built for going after every grand tour like uh some you know some of their invites are um you know because they've gotten invites to um all of the grand tours this year so not sure how that's going to play out for them but with the fact that they're going to be getting a ton of classics invites, um, I mean, it's. They're going to be competing. And it's not necessarily just with uh, Machu Vanderpool. Um, obviously, he is the, the guy that um, is their flagship rider and will be carrying him, um, or will be carrying the team. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, they, they do have a good They have a really good team. And it's a big team as well, too. Uh, One of the only, um, I think it's the only pro team that has the maximum 32 riders um, with it. Uh, There was a couple of late additions um, into the team. Lawrence DeVries um, coming over from Astana, Um, who's currently not on the UCI uh, website for the team, but he should be there soon. And then uh, Jay Vine, uh, he won the Global Zwift competition uh, to get a contract with the team um, this year and he is actually not a you know foreigner to the road I mean he was fifth in the Sun Tour last year had a, go- a lot of good results um as well too um, domestically in Australia uh, so I mean they're getting a gem there um to say the least so it's it's pretty interesting he isn't currently on the UCI website either but he should be joining uh it is confirmed that he will be with the pro team um, this year plus they have a direct continental team as well too and they've already you um and with the UCI rules being as they are now uh you can if you're on a continental team you can basically be called up and it's connected directly with the team. You can be called up um, to the pro team and be able to race um, with the team, uh, such as um, with um, Sam Gaze, the mountain biker, uh, who rode for the team last year on the road. Um, he's now listed on the Continental team. However, he was um, in the team at Atois de Bessege, uh and I, I would imagine that's gonna happen multiple times this year as well, too. Um and they have a few other guys um on that team um as well in terms of development. Uh so I'm sure we'll be seeing all, a few of them are cyclocross riders like uh Niels Vandeputta, who had a really great season this year, Loris Roullier, Lubimir Petros, um, so I'm assuming we're gonna be seeing a few of them uh pop up here and there on the, the pro team as well, which I mean, there's ten guys on that continental team, so I mean you're basically at some map eye levels of you know having forty-two guys that you can basically call upon um at any given time. So I mean the big the big draw here is gonna be their classics team. Um, you know, even so obviously you have Machia Vanderpool, Tor von Flounder in winner he's going to be the, the big guy uh, that people are looking after um, throughout the season. However, um, you know, they 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 are stocked. So just looking at guys that they are carrying over from last year, uh, I mean, you have Tim murray uh, Jonas Rickarts, uh, Otto Vergarda, um, Alex Krieger, Scott Thwaites, Dries de Bont, the Belgian champion. Um so just using them, I mean you gotta it's an underrated team, but I think it's a they would be probably a top ten classics team just with the amount of depth um that they have. But then they go over the top, sign future Belgian star Jasper Phillipson, who's already a good sprinter, Sylvain Delier, uh, former Perry Roubaix podium finisher, Edward Plankart. No relation to Eddie Plankart, the uh Roman von Vlanderen winner, uh two time Ronald von Vlanderen winner. Um Lawrence DeVries, um plus they have a few other good all-around riders that have finished high in classics as well too. Uh Xandra Maurice, uh and then Peter Vatcock, uh who's had some good one-day results. So it's like how strong can this team get? And I'm not even mentioning a few guys in there as well, too, like Royans. A uh, good semi-classic rider as well, too, so it's like unbelievable amount of depth uh, that they are going to have um, on this team So in terms of the classics. So, I mean, you could honestly see them potentially winning or at least podium um, both of the Kabul monuments as well as podium or winning multiple of the other Kabul classics. Um, as well, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a big spring, uh, most likely, for uh, the boys in blue here. Um, plus, they're not just classics guys um, as well, too. And, I mean, they, ha- they have some other sprinters. They have some other, you know, like, lumpy stage uh, racer sort of guys. Um, I mean, you got Christian Spargley um, and Sasha Modelo, both former... Um, Grand Tour stage winners. Uh, Louis Vervaca, um, who has been a... He, I mean, he was so t- touted coming out of the under-23 ranks uh, that, I mean, he he had a good end-of-season last year with the team. Um, and I think he could do well now in his second full year with the team. So he should be a fun one to watch. So I mean, it's just... Plus, a lot of these guys, they're probably a low-middle investment. You know, they're not going to be on these huge contracts or anything. But super high return possibilities as well, too. Like, if you get Modelo um, really motivated and he goes on a tear, you know, gets a bunch of top five, something like that, I mean, you probably sign him for, you know, nothing that's too out of the ordinary. So, definitely... Uh, <laughs> you could, you could get some high return or, you know, what you would, ex- uh, more than you would expect on a, a, a middle of the road contract, um, there, uh, they got some good young riders as well. Not just Michu, uh, Tobias Bayer, really great climber and time trialist out of Austria. He had a good, uh, baby Giro going last year before he was out of the race, um, so I expect some good things from him. Uh, he had, th- these were his stage results last year, 11th, 7th, 3rd, 9th, 9th, and 14th before he DNF'd on stage 7. I forget if it was a crash or not um, with that, but great results. He was 7th in the uh, Giro del Regione, um in Italy as well, too, after being 10th the year before that. So another one of these. He's not the, the highest touted rider, uh, but really probably a great investment for the team as well too. Plus they signed a uh, rider from down in Virginia, uh, just pretty local to me anyways. Eddie Eddie Anderson, Eddie Anderson, uh, coming over from Hoggins Berman Action. Uh, you know he came out of nowhere. I remember I remember writing a piece about him like right when he joined Action. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Um, Just because he came out of nowhere, had like no results, nothing, straight to a continental team. Found out, you know, he was a really great mountain biker, had um, come up through the high school system in Virginia. And just he tested off the scale um, as well, too. And he's gotten better. I mean, he was so green coming out, um, but he has gotten better every year. I mean, there's a lot of uh, great riders that have come out of Virginia, uh, namely being Vuelta stage winner Ben King, but uh, Joe Dombrowski, uh, Jeremiah Bishop, great, fantastic mountain biker. Um, so, I mean, it is a it is kind of one of the hubs of the East Coast um, down there. Uh, but this past year, uh, probably had his most consistent year. Um, and when I say that, I mean just because he got through the baby giro and at the end he finished eighth on that stage to Africa um as well too that Tom Pidcock and Henry Vandenabel just left the field uh with that. But I mean he was there in a in a really great group um of riders, Giovanni Alotti, Filippo Conca. Uh you know, they were right there in that group with him. Uh so I I think he could have a good year with them. And, you know, he always has these, like, crazy training. I see him, you know, he's putting in huge miles, everything like that on Instagram. So um, I don't know. I think he could have a a good year. And it seems like he does well in these races that are really tough um, as well, too. So hopefully he'll be able to get a chance uh, with the team. So overall, yes, this is Machu's team, and I think he's going to have an amazing year. Uh Matthew Vanderpool. Um but I think that the team itself, they're fun to watch. And they showed it last year in a couple of the, the late season classics. I mean they race as a team um, in the classics in the one days. And you know, it's gonna be great to see them. Um great to see what they do this year it's gonna be a fun to fun to watch. Frani, uh Giacatoli. Got a feel for Gianni Savio. I mean, that was an absolute gut punch that they got with the non-selection for the Giro d'Italia. Um, it, the team they have right now is probably one of the weaker Androni teams that they've had recently. However, I don't think it was worthy. I don't think they should have missed out. And, you know, Mauro for for whatever reason, does not like these teams that... All they do is put riders in breakaways, and that's what they, that's all they aspire to. Well, here's the thing, (laughs) Mauro. You have a breakaway classification, so why not go for it? Also, what's the point of amassing all of your riders on the front with 10k to code to to be swamped by world tour teams, you know, with 5k to go? I, I just don't understand um, his thinking about it. Um, however, I mean, they, they do have a, a pretty interesting roster, to say the least. Uh, Gianni Savio, I mean, he's the master of putting these patchwork rosters together um, with a couple of big riders, but then also, you know, plucking a few uh, from nowhere. Um, so they have Eduardo Sapulveta, um who is coming off of a few years with Movistar. He had... The Argentinian rider, he had come over to Europe originally with um, Bretagne Seche Environment, which is now Arkea Samsic. Um, and he had ridden for them for five years and for Movistar with three. He had his best result back with what's now Archaea Samsic. Um, he won the Tour de Classic uh, Classique Sudardesh was second in Tour of Turkey, um, second in the Tour de St. Louis, uh, fifth in the Criterium International. Like, I mean, he had all these big results, and you thought he was going to be going to these new heights. Um, but never, especially when he left and then he joined Movistar, never really had a consistent high results as well, too. Like, top 20 in the Tour of Romandy. Um I mean he was second in um Tour of Austria in 2019 but I mean he was sandwiched in between Ben Hermans and Stefan De So I mean good result obviously but um I don't know I'm just you he, he kind of thought he'd be going he'd be winning some big world tour races. Um Yeah, he had another top 15 of the Tour of so, I mean, he's really consistent, but then he was stuck in Movistar, um, as well, too. He always seems to ride well in Italy, um, and France, so hopefully Androni can get some, you know, they might not have gotten some invites to some of the biggest races this year, um, mainly being the Giro, but hopefully he can bounce back and he can win a stage race this year or get on the podium um, of one as well too. Uh, so, I mean, obviously the team has a ton of attackers. If you look back at the Giro last year, uh, Simon Pallad, Mattia Bice, uh, Simone Ravanelli, uh, but none of them are really like proven winners with that. So uh, they'll be relying on the breakaways. I can see Any three of those riders getting in the breakaway at Milan San Remo, which they got an invite to, and being in the breakaway for 200 plus kilometers. Um, They do have a couple of interesting South American climbers. Um, First one being Alex Cepeda. He's he's listed as Jefferson Cepeda, but it's a mistake, or it's it's not a name he goes by um, in any case, but... Uh he had a he had a good Giro last year. He did well on some of the climbing stages. Not a good time trialist, so he's never gonna be like an overall um favorite unless it's like an uphill uh time trial. Super tiny rider um as well too. He's sub-60 um kilograms um there, but uh he's been with the team for uh, well, he was with the team last year. He had a good Tour de back in 2019. He was he won the final stage to Le Corbier. Um, he, he won in a breakaway, and then he finished ninth overall. And then this past year, he rode the Giro, like I said, and had a couple of good results. And, you know, he was 10th in Savoy Montblanc um, stage race that was won by Pierre Rolland. Um, so, I mean, he's... He could be up there, and um, a few of the if they get some invites to climbing races, um, as well too. So hopefully um, th- they'll be able to. Would like to see him. I saw he was. Uh, there was some news stories this week about Richie Carapaz going to altitude, like way high altitude. He climbed a volcano. I saw um, Alex cepeda He was over 4,000 meters in Ecuador, um, as well too. So, in any case. Um that the the more I would say interesting pick um is Santiago Umba um from Colombia. So this is his new this is uh Gianni Savio's new pick um to be the next big Colombian Kleiner, signed him to a four year contract. Um and really it comes he was signed by uh Giuseppe Quadro, the super agent um that you know handles a ton of the big South American riders um but now he is um, coming over to Androni um so savio is hoping that he'll just be a superstar um and then obviously get signed by a big team so he can get some some money off of it um as well too um with that so um In any case, he's going to be one to watch, so I'll have to look into him and see if I can get any more um, information on there. But he is going to be um, a first-year rider. He's only 18 right now, and he's going to be 18 basically the entire year. Uh, But he was fourth in the Vuelta a Taquira uh, in Venezuela uh, back in January behind the absolutely flying Renault Campos and Oscar Sevilla but he was the best Androni rider there. Um, him and Danny Munoz um, were fourth and fifth um, overall in that race. Munoz is another one. Um, he, another Colombian, not quite as young, but um, has had some good overall results, just not in Europe um, with that. So be looking to see what he can do. Um, or it's been a couple of years anyway, since he had some big results in Europe. Like he won the, tour bihor second in the sibiu tour um he was because he went up to baliolac on the transfiguration highway Um, in any case um, it'll be interesting to see if the south american contingent can do anything two other interesting riders that they have um, one another straight out of the junior rider Andrei Ponomar. I'm not sure what really happened with him. It took forever for him to sign with a team. Only signed last week or the week before that, um, which is weird. But, I mean, he's Ukrainian, so there might be a stigma attached to him. I'm not entirely certain what the hell happened there. Um, because he was double Ukrainian champion back in 2019, um he was the European junior road race champion that year as well, too. He had won solo over a bunch of guys that are now professionals. Uh took some stage wins in some different races. Um and then this past year, he had won a couple of time trials in Italy, and then he won the GP Rubland. Um super big stage race um in Switzerland. Um where he beat a couple of big guys, including like Enzo Pellini, who's now with the Continental team for Groupama FDJ, and Marco Brenner, um, who's now a professional with Team DSM. Uh, so, good climber, really good time trialist as well too. So we'll we'll have to see what happens there um, with Ponomar. They also have Eritrean uh, Natniel Um You know the Eritrean riders have been a up and down in terms of consistency. Um, they don't have the easiest time really coming out of their home country, and basically they, I mean, more or less, they have to be either suck up to their authoritarian government or, um, just leave and come to Europe and live full-time, um, as well, too. So, uh, uh, he had spent a couple of years with the Continental team for, Dimension Data, NTT, now Quebec Assos, um, and had some good results, um, just not always in Europe. Shot onto the scene back in 2018. He had some really consistent races Ah. in China. Um, Then, the next year he was almost all in Italy, or Italy and France. He had a couple of high results, like the gp poggiana he was fourth sixth in the route Or, dior um, and then this past year he won the tour of rwanda um, and was second in amisa bongo in cameroon um, which is bigger um, just because you know they go up against some um, european riders usually like delco t- direct energy uh, kind of like that um, as well too so uh, <laughs> I think Androni probably has the, they won the um, biggest YOLO signing of the year. Uh, They signed a Spanish guy named Marty Vigo. Vigo was a skier. Um, He had, I think he was at the Olympics uh, back in 2018. Um, And he joined a, he stopped skiing, joined a Spanish amateur team, Rode a total of two races, and now it signed a pro contract um, so definitely went from not being a cyclist to a cyclist in the second in the span of about i don't know three seconds um it seems like so i don't he must have some testing scores that um, were off the scale um. Really, so I'm sure there's some um <laughs> something to be said there, but uh a little bit of a hedge scratcher. Um unless he is just the next coming. Um some more to be seen there. So I mean they have some interesting riders, they'll get into a lot of breakaways. I guess we'll see how it turns out. I probably think they're gonna be a little a little underwhelming, especially since they're gonna miss the Giro this year as well too, but Only only time will tell. B&B Hotels. Uh, So probably the best thing about this team is the kit. Maybe the best kit in the entire professional peloton. Uh, It's just awesome. That teal and black. I mean, who wouldn't want to wear that? Um, An absolute fantastic kit. So even if the results aren't that great... Definitely going to uh, be styling um, with the <laughs> with the kit itself. Um, there, I mean, honestly, the they are going to be super reliant on Brian Cocard and Pierre Rolland for the bulk of their results. Um, not necessarily, probably what the team would love. However, I mean, it's just kind of the facts of the situation um, as well there, too. Not to say that they don't have any other riders, um, but it is going to be basically the the Cocard and Roland show uh, for 2021 um, there. So, I mean, not entirely sure (laughs) what else they're going to do, or if it, every race is going to be focused around them. They have a couple of other riders. Um, the one I really like, um, just from his Tour de France last year, um, and then I just see him as a really big talent, um, Quentin Pacher, um, He He's not super young. I mean, he's 29. He just had an amazing last end of last year, um, honestly. He had a bunch of he had a really good Tour de France. Um, he was, um, had three top 10 stage finishes, including fourth on the stage to Saran, where Roland um, was second to Mark Hershey. Um, so he rode really well there. And then he was super key in Julien Alphilippe's uh, World Championship win, just for the fact that, I mean, it's listing, it shows him as a DNF but there is a lot more than a DNF in there because when the race really got going Quentin Pascher was on the front and he just detonated the race um so he had a really great race there and i mean he really turned it in from his ride there was something that the results don't show um so definitely think um he could be a rider that that gets a few more um that should get a little bit more attention. Hopefully he gets some chances to have a few results. A f- couple of the other riders on the team itself. Um, I mean, they have some um, Nicola Baggioli. Um, he had some really good results back in like 2019. Um, he was second at Trophia La Guilia, um third in the van Drenthe. But he's super inconsistent. That's the issue um, really with him. Um, so, I mean, who knows what you're getting, um, kind of with him. Um, Cyril Barth, um, he is a French Basque. Um, rode for um, Euskadi, uh, the continental team, and then the professional continental team um, as well, too. Had some good results there, um, and then he came over to b b Hotels last year um, as well. Um, and I think he... He could definitely do something this year. Um, He was up there in a couple of the stages at Besage, right with uh, Brian Cocard. um, And even the one, um, he was in that long breakaway at Besage um, as well, too, where Tim Wellens won. So he finished 12th overall. Uh, So he could be a saving grace for the team if they're really dying for results um, as well, too. It's like they have all these guys that are just, I don't know okay or they're they're pretty good they're better than pack fill but i don't know they're going to be really dominating that 25th to 11th on the uh stage results sort of thing um or just guys that they're not getting up for every race uh they're not like super consistent like that um like quentin Jargui, he's been around now for a while um, I feel like he could do it. Elliot Leterre, um, the Belgian. I'm just looking at their their roster now. Cyril Gautier might be able to do that. Um, so I mean, again, a few riders like that. But overall, the best thing about this team is the kit. Bardiani, uh, CSF Faizani, uh, new, or maybe it's a new sponsor, I forget. Um, Maybe it wasn't a sponsor last year. I don't know. I don't think they really should have gotten the um, Giro spot, but maybe that's just me. They basically probably got it just for the fact that they have Giovanni Visconti, um, who's only won two Giro d'Italia stage wins, but he also won the KOM back in 2015. But, I mean, he's been on just about every freaking... Italian pro continental team outside of Androni, um, it feels like. Uh, but in any case, I mean they're, they're okay. Um, <laughs> again, they kind of in the. They're just really Italian. Not even like uh, I was going to say kind of like Androni, just with the fact that they got some guys that who knows maybe they'll be able to break out, but not um, eh, not a lot to talk about. Because they have Visconti and Enrico Bataglin. Um, Bataglin, uh, a f- another former, he's won more Giro stage wins than Visconti. Um, he won the stage in 13, 14, and 18. Um, there as well, too. And um, he's kind of bounced around a few times since leaving the Yad Lotto, um, Jumbo back in so he's was with Katusha in 2019 with Bahrain last year probably on that Katusha contract and then is now on Bardiani and I mean he had a decent giro last year. he had three top ten stage fin- or sorry four top 10 stage finishes. he had a podium as well too on stage uh, 16 where Jan Trotnik won. Um, and he had a couple of other like decent results as well too in Italy. But I don't know. It it feels like forever ago since he won that Giro stage win. Um never kind of lived up to the heights of what he was showing as an under-23, I will say. Um with that. They did already get their first win of the year with Davide Gaburo um in the GP Alanya in Turkey. Uh so got that crossed off the list um at least. Gaburo could potentially be one of their Saving Gracious as well too. He has been a rider that has bounced all over the continent or the Italian continental amateur scene. He was with Amorian Vita, Neri Sottoli, which is now Vini Zabu, um, Androni, and now Bardiani. So basically, every team possible, um, almost at this point. Uh, but like I said, he's had some good results. Um, he was 7th at the Eschborn Frankfurt race, 7th in Lugulia um, in the past couple of years, um, and he's always kind of like around in those Italian one-day races. Um, like He was ahead of 5th in the Giro della Toscana, so I mean, they're hoping for the best version of him um, to help him get him on the results page at least um, this year. But, I mean, kind of, like, they have a a bunch of, like, these little climbers. Like, they got the Costa Rican Kevin Rivera, Giovanni Carboni. Um, let's see. Alessandro Tonelli. I don't, like, uh, Nicolas Dalla Valle. Um, some of these guys that showed promise as juniors in U23s, that never really panned out, like, in terms of, like, being the stars of teams they're either worker bees or they're just kind of these guys that float in between continental level and um a world tour level um as well too so i mean they got a decent kit it's pretty ugly but it stands out (laughs) um at least so you do see it on camera so i mean you could say that about them but i don't know i don't really get up for this team but uh yeah. Yanni. So where are we at now? Bengal, Wallonia, Brussels, uh, Bruxel, Brussels. Um Brussels sprouts. Um <laughs> now they did get um a couple of new guys this year that um and they were already able to take their first win in about a year and a half since September of 2019 or something like that. So, uh, biggest rider on the team is going to be Timothy DuPont. Um, DuPont, um, had some really good years with Wanty. Um, and he came back over here, he came over to the team this year, um, after a number of years, um, with that team. And he won this, that, crash-filled staged in uh, a Trois de Passage um, with the roundabout. He won that, and then he was fifth in Almeria um, this past weekend as well, too. So he's a rider. If he gets on a really good terraform, it's really fun to watch because he is always up there. Um, i trying to remember the year, if it was 2016. Yeah, so 2016 was just an absolutely incredible year um for him um especially in like, ju- july august September, because he had something like eight wins um he won three wins at the tour of Alsace won the antwerps haven pill uh the decouste pill the Championship von Vlanderen, um the g p perenez, and he was second at uh zodigum um, the Primus Classic, third at the Guxapil, a second at the sleut So, I mean, he was just, like, always there. Um, and he kind of upped his game a little bit, too. Like, he loves those semi-classics. Um, is like, that's his bread and butter. Um, but he's gotten a little bit better. He made it through the Tour de France one year. Um, didn't really have any stage results, but... Um, a super consistent rider, not always the fastest, um, but he'll, he'll be showing that jersey and speaking of the jersey, it is a highlighter, gray, red, yellow, just, it's interesting to say the least, um, but (laughs) they're going by the all press is good press, um, so even if people are hating it on Twitter, um, Hey, they're going to be seen. Um, in any case, uh, so Dupont is definitely going to be their big guy here. I mean, they also have Yelly Vanander. Forgot he was a professional. Remember, he won the um, he won a tour stage and was second in Amstel Gold twice. Then he just went off the map. Um, never really hit those heights for about the next decade. Um, uh, they also have Sean DeBee. Um, so, I mean, he's just another inconsistent, he has some really great results, and then he falls off the map, um, sort of thing. Um, I know he was going to have a really good, I think he was one of the riders, he was going to have a really good, like really good get level game last year, and then he crashed and had to pull out, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, and he was another one, he was great as an under-23 junior, and then he's kind of been riding the off those coattails for a while um with that so i don't know um, more to see i guess from him um a rider i will say if i had to pick one out here that could potentially surprise some people um i will say it's um arian livens um he was fifth in gp marseille um uh, this year um and he's had again one of these riders that kind of pops up every now and then and has a really good result um, as well, too. He's bounced around with a bunch of different teams um, as well, too, but, like, he was 7th at the GP Wallone one year. Um, let's see, he was 6th at uh, Trofeo um 7th in Jeff Sharon's, 2nd uh, in the GP um, So He's just kind of, like, always over the place, but I don't know. I think, you know, one of these, like, semi-classics, he could definitely um, get a podium or kind of be up there. Um, and just show himself um, as well, too. They have a lot of these Belgian guys that are just, I don't know, kind of all over the place. Um, Honestly, don't really know what to make of the team. They're going to just be a little bit disappointing um, overall. The one guy that he's definitely getting his chance to be a professional, so I guess we'll see how it pans out. Um, Stanislaw Anilowski, um, Kowski. Not exactly sure on the pronunciation there. Uh, He is the current Polish champion. It's a pretty cool jersey, actually, to say the least. Um, Last year had an amazing season. Just unreal. I think he went... He had, like, wait, two races where he was outside the top ten. Besides his DNF at the Worlds. Two! (laughs) Two! And that was, one of them was GP uh, Jean-Pierre Montserrat, he was 13th, and then the other one was the first stage at some Polish stage race, where he was 17th. Besides that, he won just, let's see, he won one, two, three, four, five races, or sorry, six races, two of them being overalls, um, just from all the consistent finishes, but, uh, Dukolo Mazioski, like the tour of Zekerland, the Baltic, uh, Karko- Karkonosis Tour, um, the Corse Cycliste, uh, the Solonarsk, I, I, I call it like the Solidarity Tour, he won that. Uh, the Tora Malopolska, he was sixth overall, won a stage. The Visegrad 4, GP Slovakia, he won that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he was just all over the place, and that was with the CCC development team and got himself a ride here. So, not sure what he can make of it, but, hell, if he can do something with it, it would be pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, Bingo Willini Bruchelles. So, Burgos BH. So, it seems like they're going back to the Vuelta this year. Um, so that's going to be the highlight for the team itself. Um, but the men in purple, not really too sure what to make of them, honestly. Uh, I mean, the big name on the team is Angel Madrazo. They also have Yitzhabol, um as well, too. Madrazo did win a stage of the Welta back in 2019. Last year was pretty good. He's just He never really had a big result. Um, with that, so hopefully he can get back to the, taking a stage of the, taking a stage of the Welta would, if that's their only win this year, it'll be a successful year for the team, um, itself. They have a couple of other riders that have kind of just been there, um, like, like I said, Yitzhabul, um, he could be, he hasn't really done a ton with the team, but, um, he was really active in the Vuelta the last couple years. years. Um, so hopefully he can get back to kind of his best um, and at least show himself. Um, or maybe if, if if he can take the Vuelta stage win, it'll be really good um, for him. But yeah, besides that, I mean, they got a few guys like Willie Smith. He's always good for a breakaway. Um, Diego Rubio um, as well too, but Again, um, not the strongest team overall. I will say they did sign uh, Spanish cyclocrosser Filippo Orts. uh, Felipe Orts. So, um, not sure what's going to happen there. But if it is, um, if anything happens, I don't know. Maybe it'll be interesting. Guess we'll see. But yeah, not really. If they can get a Vuelta stage win and that's the only win that they take this year... It's a success. That being said about Burgos, Kaya Rural, Kaya Rural Seguros RGA is probably the more successful of the Spanish uh, pro teams, um, is what you call them, or yeah, the other pro team c- category that you call them. Um, they do have a, a few different... Um, a few different guys on this team um, as well, too. They also have a Jefferson Cepeda, not to be confused with Alex Cepeda, also Jefferson Cepeda uh, from Ecuador. Really weird, I know. Um, but they have a few good guys. Um, their most consistent guy is um, John Aberasturi. Um He uh, is a Basque rider. Um, he was fourth in Amiria, fifth in America, Fourth? Um, Now, Miria, he had some um, good results last year. He had a top 10 at the Walton stage. Um, He won a stage at Hungary um, as well, too. So I think he could probably be their most consistent guy to get them on the podium and show their, at least show themselves um, in any case, in the sprints. Um, There. Um, Outside of him, um, probably their best. Result maybe to take a Vuelta stage win. Um, Jonathan Lastra, um, he was second at a stage back in 2019. Um, He had some good results. Last year was okay for him. Um, He had a a lot of consistent results back in 2019. Uh, So hopefully he'll be able to get back to his best um, there. Um, But then they also have these climbers. They have a good, like, they have a decent South American contingent. Um, or Luis Alar, um, Jojen Garcia, um, the Jefferson Cepeda that I had mentioned as well, too. So not sure how much they're going to be contributing. However, um, they, could, um, they could show themselves. Um, so again, this is like the Androni version of um, Spain. Uh, just because like, they get some guys that could potentially do some stuff. Um, but if they can get a Vuelta stage win, it'll be a successful year. They'll probably get some high results in some Spanish races as well, too. Um, probably some top tens. I would think Aberasturi, um is going to be there. And Loster are probably going to be their two guys that they heavily rely on um, with that. But more to be seen there, I guess. Delco, not Delco Marseille, not Nipo Delco, just Delco. Um, They kind of got squeezed out um, because they were Delco Marseille Provence for a long time. Um, Nipo Delco won Provence. Now that Nipo and Provence have left the team uh, to go with EF um, of all teams, Um, it is just now Delco. Love their kit. Um, Kind of a throwback, honestly, um, to some of the um, kits that you would see. um, I don't know, 70s, 80s sort of thing with that. um, Gotta love the stripes. You don't see that a lot these days. Um, In any case, they're underrated, I would say. Um, Or maybe they're rated by some, but they have a lot of good guys. Management's kind of fucked up. But they have a lot of good guys uh, just because they had those reports of last year. um, Guys not being, allegedly not being raced. um, Japanese riders not being um, told to not come back to the team. Just some weird back and forth kind of stuff um, with the team itself. Uh, But they they have some big names. My favorite rider on the team is Bidiam Gurmain. Hailu um from Eritrea. Um, he has had some just amazing finishes, or some yeah amazing results for being as young as he is. Um, only twenty years old still is going to turn twenty one on April second. Um, but man, last year or yeah, twenty twenty started off really well. Won two stages at Amisabongo, second in Trofeo Guilia, like. What? <laughs> um had a bunch of high finishes in Rwanda. The season kind of tail, you know, obviously with COVID. Um, but second at the Tour de Do th- fourth at uh Toscana. Um I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do this year um now that he you know this is his third year as a professional or sorry second year as a professional. Um, but if he can continue to grow and grow and grow, um, I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting to see just to get a really successful Eritrean African rider, a black African rider, just hitting the podium in Europe. I mean, it'd be fantastic to see, um, what he can do there. Um, I mean, they have a lot of guys that can get results, um, on this team, they have Mauro Finetto. Um, they have Eduardo Pradas, Edward Michael Grossu, he's not as good as he used to be. Um, or at least not as consistent, maybe just because he's riding bigger races. If he goes back to Romania, he always seems to produce. Um, or if he goes to Asia, but never, he's never always consistent in a lot of the European races. Um, at least that I think he could get results in. Um, they're probably going to do uh, the Volta a Portugal, the Tour Portugal, um, this year, which is the fourth Grand Tour um, to some, at least. Um, so Jose Gon- Goncalves could probably um, do well um, there. Um, but yeah, they just have a very crazy roster just filled with different guys. Um, mm-hmm. Probably have a couple of good climbers um, that I had already mentioned. Uh, Pierre Barbier had a really good finish at, at a Troit de bessage He was second on that crash-filled stage. So again, probably the best thing about this team is the kit. But I really like Gourmet. Um, hope the hero Train's is able to do something. Hope Barbier um is able to take a couple of sprint wins um, as well, too. Um you know overall it, it's a pretty interesting team they're always going to be in breakaways um you know there's never they don't have a star necessarily um but you know yeah they're going to be there in the french races that's all i can really that's all i really else I'm going to say about them We have the love child of Ivan Basso and Alberto Contador. Next, uh, Iolo Comita. Iolo being a, they used to, or they still do, or they they did sponsor, or one of the big sponsors um, in the Giro d'Italia. So they are sponsoring the team um, now uh, for 2021. They brought in a number of big guys as well, too. Francesco Gavazzi a little over the hill, I would say. He won a Vuelta stage all the way back in 2011 with Lamprey, um, But he gives them some consistency, at least in the Italian races. Um, Manuela Belletti, Luca Wackerman, um, Vincenzo Albanese, uh, Eduard Ravazzi, uh, Luca Paccioni, like tons and tons of, these Italian riders that do well on um, the one-day races, small, um, you know, just kind of those smaller races um, around there as well too. Um, they have a couple of younger riders because um, they they were they still have a development team that's based in Spain, um, but they brought a couple of them over. Um, this year, one of them being um Alessandro Fancelu He's only 20 um this year. Back in 2018, he was he podiumed the world championships, the ones that the one that uh Remco Avenipol won. Um he was third um in that race. Um so he definitely has some pedigree. He had a bunch of good results there. He's been getting a little bit better and better every year. Um since then. Um, not exactly sure what he's gonna do. If he's gonna be a climber, if he's just gonna be kind of like these a one day rider um, sort of thing. Uh, but in any case, um, he could be an interesting young one to watch. The I will say they kind of got these token. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the reason what happened here. Um, maybe it's because they got Sean Yates as a direct the sports director for the team. Uh, but they brought in two uk riders in mark christian and john archibald archibald is really fascinating to me uh just because the fact that he is like this amazing time trialist pursuiter, hasn't really raced a ton of uci like stage races um mainly known for his time trialing abilities um like, back in 2019, he was 14th overall um, at the Worlds in Yorkshire. Like, what? <laughs> and that's basically as an amateur rider um, or a continental-level um, sort of rider. Um, he was, yeah, 14th overall, um, smack dab in the middle between Luke Durbridge and Dylan Van Barle. Um So... Pretty illustrious company to be in, um, there as well too, but yeah, he was a really, he was a part of the team pursuit, um, with the, um, KGF, um, whatever the sponsors of that team were that were challenging the, um, the British national team and, like, pursuing there for a while, like, they had Ashton Lambie, um, Dan Bigham, a few other guys, um, in there so uh one of the tanfield brothers i know was part of that um, in there i forget if it was harry or charlie um, but in any case really interesting that he's a uh, riding here uh for them um i do know from reading a bunch of stuff about him and kind of following him basically has no fast twitch muscles just one big ball of freaking um, endurance uh, there so it'll be interesting to see what he how he responds to being in a professional peloton, um, and honestly, how much he'll be, like, what he'll be able to do. However, they do have a Giro invite, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that he is selected on that team uh, just for the fact um, that if he does get into a time trial, you're probably going to get a good result um, out of it. So hopefully um we'll be able to see more of him um this year as well too. Um Mark Christian, he's kind of just been a mainstay of the British uh continental scene. Um he was a professional with Aqua Blue back when that team, that clusterfuck um of a team was happening. Um there he like he was seventh in the Tour de Yorkshire. Um always gets up for British races. Um, but he he was there for the team. He won the mountains classification uh, back in twenty nine twenty eighteen of Tour de Suisse. Um, so pretty cool that he's getting another shot on the professional uh, ranks there. So hopefully he's able to make the most of it as well too. So they did they did get the Giro invite. That's obviously going to be their big um, their big thing for the year um, this year. I really hope that. Obvious, it's going to be the Italians that are going to be dominating this team, um, just for the fact that they had all the UCI points. Um, So, you know, Bledi, Wackerman, Rivazzi, Gavazzi, um, Fortunato, you know, a lot of these guys, they're going to, they'll probably be on the Giro squad. I just hope John Archibald is on there. He's the really one of the only riders I care about on this team. Hopefully he's able to do something um, or at least mix it up in some time trials this year after winning multiple British championships last year um, in multiple distances um, as well, too. So, Iolo, Iolo Komita. Akipo Kern Pharma, um a team that was born last year, um at least on the continental level um and is now becoming a pro team um this year uh so they have a few good guys um I will say that some guys that I definitely um remember you know seeing from years past um, and everything, but they are going to be a team for the breakaways that is for certain. Biggest guy on the team, Enrique Sanz. He uh, was at Movistar for the first half of his career. Then he's bounced around to a few different teams. Um, he was on o- Uskadi for a couple of years, ba- came over to Akipo Kern Pharma last year, um, had a couple of good results, you know, as much as he could expect just with the short year. Um, so ho- he's probably going to be the, the team's chance for at least to have consistent results, um, in any case, uh, there, uh, they have a couple of other riders, like another former, um, Movistar rider in Jaime castrillo um, joining the team, uh, he was a, he had some decent results, I remember, as an under-23, mainly in time trials, um, so probably, wasn't great for him to go straight to Movistar, um, but you know, good time trialist, so he might be able to get up in some time trials for the team. Um, you know, that's you know better than you know some other things. Um, at least the one guy I remember seeing at a ton of breakaways last year, Roger Adria. Um, so he might be a good rider um, to follow, probably the most talented young rider that they have. Um, yeah, he was all over it in Burgos last year. I just remember seeing, because they had those really stupid helmets. Just, they look, it looked gigantic on his head. Um, <laughs> so I remember seeing that and it just stuck out to me. Um, but he had a really good uh, Giro Del Regione last year, finished third overall behind uh, Andreas Lechnesud, um who's going to DSM. And then Alexis Guerin, him as well too, so I mean, I think he could definitely do something. He had a really good ride in Besage, um, finished eighteenth overall, um, so not not too shabby. He was one of the highest riders that was not in that big breakaway um, that Tim Wellens was in that you know won the stage. So you know, I think uh, I think he he might be the the rider to watch if you if you want to find somebody a little bit underrated um, on an underrated team. So Roger Adria, Akipo Kern Pharma. So I'm going to cut it off there um, in terms of, that's about yeah half of the um, teams for um, the pro level. So I'll finish the other half, get an episode out tomorrow, hopefully. Um there as well too. It's just a super wide range um of different you know levels from teams that probably shouldn't be, you know, on the pro team um side of things to teams that could potentially be World Tour like Apples and Fenix. Um in any case, um, you know, these are the guys that you're gonna see in the breakaways uh, a ton of the time and or just those guys that you're like, huh, I wonder who that is. Uh, So stay tuned for part two of the UCI Pro team uh, review, uh, a.k.a. basically my opinions on all these teams and not an overall uh, review of the team. But in any case, this is Chris, not safe for cycling.